Welcome to the Dr. Funk Podcast. On this week's episode, we discuss the official Prince tribute concert, Prince's property liquidation, Misty Copeland getting married, Ida Nielsen's brand new song, the Taylor Swift Kanye beef, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and much more. And now, his best remedy for a basket full of lies is funk, Dr. Funkenberry. Mm. What is going on? That's Ida. I'm getting it on over here. Welcome to the Dr. Funk Podcast. <laughs> Make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher if you're not an iPhone user or an iTunes user. Make sure to subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Leave reviews if you want. Get our thing going on. Right now, what we're going to do is to kick it right off. There's been a lot of rumors going on about stuff, and uh, I want to address it, and that's all I'm going to say about it right now is uh, going to kick it like this. Look at all these rumors. Stop. 
That's Timex Social Club with rumors. And that's all I'm going to say about what's been going on with blood relatives, DNA testing. That's it. You can think it's a cop out. I just don't want to talk about it. <laughs> we got so much more to talk about this week from a, a Prince tribute concert, the official one, quote unquote. Uh, the Kanye <laughs> Taylor Swift beef that's ongoing that now has Justin Bieber involved. What? And we're even talk about who's going to be performing at the Prince concert. And so much more is on tap here. And we're going to be checking out Andy Allo again tonight. Yup, yup, at Hotel Cafe. And she'll be there next week if you guys are listening to this afterwards, August 9th in Hollywood. Also, I had a friend hit me up. Uh, there's Gary Clark Jr. on some of his tour dates. Judith Hill is opening up for him. So that's kind of cool. So the tribute concert that we were talking about that said is looking like it's going to be in October. First, we said August. Then we said September. These are all dates. Looks like it's being set right now. Definitely for October 13th, a month and a half after the revolution is going to be playing First Avenue. I hear that uh, the revolution is actually rehearsing right now in L.A., would love to get us to sneak into one of those things. Just saying. So the tribute concert for Prince is going to be October 13th at the U.S. Bank Arena in Minneapolis, Minnesota. That's a 52,000 seat football stadium where Prince was scheduled to perform August 13th, was in talks to do it. He wanted to be the first act there. And this stadium, I don't know if you guys have seen pictures, but... You know, it's the Minnesota Viking Stadium. Every seat is purple. And it's just kind of cool. And they have like this this Prince mural up that was created for it specially. It's pretty awesome. Now, uh, when we announced the tribute concert last week, um, they said that they're not going to let us know who the performers are. That'll be announced over time. And they haven't told us when tickets are going on sale for it. I know that Sheila try to do this with the family jam back in 2001 where uh she was really wanting the forum uh the gibson amphitheater was available as well she thought it'd be a good idea to do the same thing where uh she would say who was going to perform over time not all at once which made it really hard for people from overseas who really wanted to go to attend because they wanted to know who's going to be there first and then after all the acts were announced they did want to go and I was there, and the forum here in L.A. was less than half full, and it deserved more. I know you had the revolution there. You had the family. You had Madhouse, which was amazing. You had Patti LaBelle doing Yo, Mister, and she only performed the song once, I think, on tonight's show. She had to get out a piece of paper to finish the song to read it. She needed a little cheat sheet. Shaka did I Feel For You. Apollonia did Take Me With You. Um, Carmen Electra was there to present people you know intro them same with jill jones it's kind of cool now if that's what you were expecting at this prince event now keep in mind this place was less than half full and they did the exact same thing where they did they did names over time and yes sheila e performed as well can't forget that and the time was originally supposed to be there but it was like sheila's birthday it was also for charity Morris wanted to get paid because his birthday was the day before, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, Jesse Johnson was going to be there, and he dropped out, all these things. So now you have this concert, and you're having to fill a 52,000-seat stadium, and I know that they're trying to get TV rights for it. And I heard the amount. I don't want to say what the amount was that they're going to pay artists, and then they want them to sign over TV rights. But I know before... Uh, from what I heard, the revolution passed on it because of how low it was. So if you imagine the revolution is passing on, imagine if they're, say, trying to get John Mayer or some of these other big name acts. It would have been easier if this was done in June or July. Yeah, it would have been done quicker. There may have been a little bit more of a mess, but you probably would have had artists more likely to sign over their fee and sign over the TV rights. Now, months later, it does look like kind of like a cash grab, and that really doesn't sit well with a lot of people. And what's interesting is, is kind of like they haven't announced who's officially going to be there yet, but someone leaked it to Rolling Stone and 
look, I keep my mouth shut on stuff. When I say when I say things, it's because it's time to say it or whatnot. So yeah, they are trying to get Lady Gaga. They are trying to get Bruno Mars. They are trying to get Stevie Wonder. They're trying to get bigger names um, because they need to sell out a fifty-two thousand seat stadium. Again, if this was done closer, they could have more Prince acts fill up the time because people would be really into it. I mean, they did a tribute in L.A. that had Stevie there and Eric Benet there, had a few thousand people. They could have they could have done it. Now it's just like we don't know ticket price. They want to know how much it's going to be to pay tribute to him. It's a little bit different. I mean, they had Michael Jackson a tribute a, a week after he passed at the Staples Center, and it was free. And you had Mariah, you had Usher, they even had Stevie. Um, you had all all these acts free. It was just different. They were able to put it together. But yeah, the city of LA did pay for it. You can't go to the city of Minnesota like their favorite son now, especially with all the properties that are going to be going on. So, again, you have Stevie Wonder in the mix. And look, Lady Gaga's been getting a lot of heat. I know I know um, people are like, oh, Lady Gaga's going to be involved. Let me tell you something. I kind of said something derogatory about Lady Gaga to Prince before, about her trying to change her image so much and she needed to slow down. That, you know, this is right before the Art Pop album was coming out. I go, I think she kind of shot her load, you know, with all the, the crazy identity. She just needs to slow it down, you know, because I like her voice. She does some really great things like do what you want, what you want with your body. With R. Kelly, she been a major hit. But then they had the wrong director and then R. Kelly's past kind of der- derailed everything. But when I said that she kind of shot her load or whatever and. He just said to me, Lady Gaga is going to be just fine. That's the problem with you journalists is that you don't understand what we go through. We, she'll, she'll be just fine. Whatever image she does for herself, wherever she goes, Gaga has talent and she'll stand on that alone. And it's just funny because you kind of look to Gaga, Gaga's competition a little bit when uh, Andy Allo's Superconductor album was being recorded because there's a little part in Superconductor, the song itself, where Prince is playing piano, and he would like be yelling to Julia, his manager at the time, call Gaga's manager up, play him that piano solo. Let's see if Gaga can play it like that. Oh. See? So he only does that with people that he feels that can elevate him to the next level. As he always said, his competition was never anyone that was on his level or around his time. He would do this. He would start feuds with Usher. He started a few with Justin Timberlake before he started a few with R. Kelly. He does this to just motivate himself. So, yeah, he, he, he didn't look at Gaga as like a waste of anything. Like how I see some of the fans are being on my website and on the fan page. He respected Gaga. He thinks that she is a true musician. Some of these other artists he may not want covering his songs, like, say, Jordan Knight doing I Can Never Take the Place of Your Man. Uh, that kind of pissed him off with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. He would have used a different word than piss, but this is me talking. Listen, now, you, you can't dog in KOTB. I mean, come on. That was that was great. Oh By the Lord. way, hi, Doc. How you doing? How's it going, man? Hanging <laughs> tough? Playing okay. games? Wow. Please don't go, girl. Because oh, wow. we got the right stuff. Oh. Oh, Lord. Somebody's a closet fan. Oh, you just got to know the stuff. I mean, the original boy bands before Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and the Beatles were original boy band. Mm -hmm. Now, what do you think about these artists that they're using? I understand, you know, they got to sell out the stadium. We're not going to have, they're not going to be doing like a two hour set, maybe two or three songs. But who gets to decide who does what and what the revolution is going to be involved? Yeah. Well, and I'm also thinking, are they going to try to sell 52,000 tickets or is it going to be something like they did at the forum at the family jam where, you know, they're going to, they'll drape off half of the stadium and only try to fill up, you know, 20,000 seats. I guess that remains to be seen. But as far as the acts go, I mean, it, it's, it's anyone's guess. It could the be TV could, deal kind of got an issue with yeah. just because of who's involved. Randy Phillips. Let me tell you something. When when AEG fired Randy Phillips a couple years ago, um, let me just say this. Even as recently as February, March, there's a person I ran to at a movie a premiere event here at the Universal Backlot who worked for AEG. 
they were really wanting to get involved with Prince again because they understood that the reason that he kind of wasn't working with AEG anymore was because of Randy Phillips. So, and look, I understand that Randy managed Prince at one time in the 90s for a very small amount of time. He did manage him. Okay? Randy also said that Prince, let's get you to 21 Nights in London, you know, you know, Randy, Randy was there during the Musicology tour, the Vegas uh, 3121 residency. So get him here for the O2 Arena. 21 dates. No one's going to touch your record ever. It's your record. Guarantee you, promise you, no one's going to touch it. Randy, two years later, the mastermind behind the This Is It tour for Michael Jackson in that press conference and kind of got Michael to say, hey, you know, if we can sell this many tickets, you're going to keep going. You know, let's do it. Michael's like, yeah, sure. You know, they sold 50 dates, which would have broken Prince's 21 night record if Michael would have done it. Prince was not pleased because he was told that record wasn't going to be touched. You know, that's supposed to be like his thing, that residency, da 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 da, London, all this stuff. And they took that away. And Prince was not cool with it. That that's he didn't work with AEG aside from a couple of charity events overseas, and that was over the past two years. He was just, and the O2 Arena was nine years ago. You know, in two thousand nine, he was still being kind of cool with AEG. He had the three concerts at their new complex at the time, where he had the uh, Nokia Theater, which is now the Microsoft Theater. You had the Conga Room, and then you had a uh, Club Nokia. You know, but he kind of called out Randy during that show, too, if you remember. I remember that. The sound at Club Nokia. Yeah. And let me tell you something. I saw Maxwell perform there before, and Maxwell would hit a certain spot of the stage, and there would always be feedback. And he was like, what is going on? It happened several times. And Prince, during the show, said, you know, I saw Alicia Keys here before. You got a beautiful building. Beautiful. Seats are lovely. But you got to do something about that sound. I saw Alicia Keys here, and Alicia is a genius, but she sounded terrible. And he's all like, I would perform for free if you got the sound right. I remember that. That was an awesome line. But since you don't, I got to charge a regular million dollars a night fee. <laughs> you know, he called him out. And Randy, like, he called Randy Phillips out and another person that we're not going to get involved in that, but it was just ridiculous. And another thing that really didn't sit well, uh, Prince is very much about loyalty. He may not have been touring as much, may not have needed uh, security as much, um, but his number one guy at the time and for a long time was Trevor Allen. Now, here's AEG during Michael's run. Uh, Michael wants a head of security. They reached out to Trevor to pay him a lot of money to leave Prince to be Michael's head of security. Trevor, look, it's a lot of money, but let's be real here. Michael even said this is his last tour. He doesn't go out as much as, as Prince does. Trevor said no and let Prince know that that's what they were trying to do. Again, that's another thing. It's a loyalty issue now with Randy. And look, I got no disrespect for Randy, but I don't know who went to him thinking that he was the best person for the TV deal. Like, look, Whatever I post on my site, whatever I do, there's certain things that Prince wasn't cool with when he was here. Everything has changed since he's no longer here. But there are certain people that he wouldn't want to work with. Just saying. Just how it is. I know the Grammys want to do their own musical tribute in L.A. here in December. I'd rather have that with the big name artists doing that and you have it done professionally than this football stadium to where it just seems... It seems a little greedy, and I hate to say that because I look, dude, like Tyka was a blood sister. She's struggling now. Prince was paying her a certain amount of money, and that's no longer there. And now we're having to split the money six different ways, at least for the time being. That's what it's looking like. There's less of the pie. And then because he didn't have a will, you know, the IRS getting involved, and they're going to take more than half of what was there. And we still don't have. What is the big money maker? The music. There's no uh, nothing on the schedule with Warner Brothers Records for the rest of the year. There's nothing on the schedule with Title. Everything that Title had out was uh, 
previous deals and yeah they did release 2010 on it but these are small deals this isn't new music being released or remastered um and that's the money maker there and now we have it where another story came out this week that prince's properties that he owned in minneapolis uh and areas acres of land are now going to go up for auction to make up for money that's owed to other lawyers yeah a lot of legal fees how much was it uh almost two million Almost two million, and that's till the end of June. It doesn't even count <laughs> July or what's going on now. It's crazy. And and I see people talking on the site, uh, on uh, the fan page, the DNA testing, that has to be paid by the people claiming to be Prince's uh, son or daughter. They have to pay for it. Oh, so that's, that's not what's coming out of the estate. That's not what's being paid for. Um, you still have. I don't know if it's still going on, but remember. Um, George Lopez was giving the family money, loaning them money. I don't know when that's going to come back, but, you know, I secretly wonder if George is kind of hoping for Donald Trump presidency because then he's got more material to work with. But <laughs> He gets more work. <laughs> I, I think even Colbert and Fallon, as much as they're, you know, yeah. like, oh, they're thinking about more material. Just be careful of that, everyone that's thinking of voting, that, you know, these people – you know, they don't have your best interest. They have the they have the best joke involved. I mean, if Hillary's pantsuits caught on more, you know, you're wanting her. <laughs> so, um, as, as far as the um, the estates that are going to be um, put up for auction, do you have any insight on? I mean, obviously, okay, Paisley Park is not part of that, not, right? That's everyone. That's all anyone cares about. Right. I think. What about Purple Rain House stuff like that? I don't know about the Purple Rain House. I do know the Galpin Road address. But and those are other acres of land. Those are just land at this point, right? Right. So, okay. But then you got to worry about they're going to be shopping centers around Paisley Park now, or they're going to be right. other things that he that he owned. Well, I'm sure there, those know? will be zoned, and it all depends on where you know. You can't just put a, a 7-Eleven where a house used to be. I think what's interesting like, is is that a few years ago, the state of Minnesota was asking Prince to make a will because of how much land he owned. And he was really afraid. They were really afraid of this going to building investors. And it's a lot of land, a lot of beautiful land. Sure, warehouses and there's well, all kinds there's of stuff. Even just, there's acres and acres that he owns that now, instead of just being nature, are going to be developmental stuff. Could they be. they did reach out to him. And look, these people are like, how do you know? Jay, how do you know you didn't have a will? Every lawyer that he had, whether crooked, whether cool like Londell, <laughs> They tried to get him to sign a will. He didn't want to do it. He didn't want to do it. He didn't think his time was now. And that's why people are like, oh, you know, he knew his time was coming. No, he didn't. He just wasn't feeling well. He thought he'd bounce back. We all, we have this celebrity mentality. You kind of feel invincible. You know, you're kind of numb to stuff. So have you, have we heard anything else about that? Whoever it was in Canada that said that there's some sort of document that they were trying to him and ha that it could be something that was a legal document. Right. For doctor doesn't know crap. (laughs) No. As soon as I saw that, it's like, it's not true, dude. Someone told me like someone should look inside the purple piano that they have a feeling it's in there. There Probably maybe something, but look, the lawyers, everything has to be signed. They would have found it by now. And when I heard, that he, you know, there was no will found. I go, it sounds like him. Now, I did hear stuff before, you know, that Tycho would be involved. One time there was Larry. But everything I heard to the contrary was that he never had a will. He never wanted to discuss it. Whether it was from 20 years ago or two years ago. That's just what we're dealing with now. And I don't know. I, I think he always thought it was going to be a cluster mess, what's going on now. And he didn't really want to be involved because he's no longer here. But at the same time, there's part of me that goes, he wouldn't be happy with what's going on with everything. Of course not. So. Yeah. It's a shame. Now, do you know if anyone's maintaining Paisley? Is there like one or two staff people that are just kind of there? Have you heard anything? They're not really allowed in it. So it's just like locked down? Unless Bremer Trust is giving special consideration to things. I know that. They were, you know, there was supposed to be a summer concert series of Paisley this year with Prince and then a bunch of other artists. It was supposed to be a functioning place this year. And I know that 
Kirk is kind of wanting to do that again. It just isn't happening. We're all, you know, I'm sure that Bremer Trust could give um, clearance for it. And maybe this would happen around the concert in October. Right now, it just isn't really being something that's messed with, you know, unless Bremer Trust is giving Kirk some authorization. I know that for a while it was on lockdown. I don't think it's on lockdown anymore. I think all the evidence that they needed or wanted that the police wanted to be on lockdown has already been discovered and cleared out. But it isn't there on there. Um, no one has said anything when they're because people are pilgr- making a pilgrimage to Paisley sure. to leave stuff outside still, and there no one's seen any activity or it has not been reported. You know, it's just a, sh- a shame to think that it's you know locked down and you know just collecting dust inside, and, and there's not somebody just a caretaker. You know, I know right. it takes a lot of money just to keep the lights on that place. Obviously, and that probably has to, a lot to do with why there's not. A lot going on, but right. And speaking, going back to the concert really quick. Aside from other names, I know that the revolution was asked. The time was asked. That's why the date in September didn't work out. Is that the time was going to be playing here in LA around that time? They had their own tour going on. So maybe this time they'll be able to attend it. I know the Funky Baldheads were trying, were getting back together, trying to do some stuff. Other acts going on. I'm sure the family would love to be involved. And uh, the MPG. And speaking of MPG. Ida Nilsson dropped a new track that we're going to be playing here. Um, I believe it's called Heart of Stone. Gave it a listen. It's really, really funky. Ida stepping up her game. She's got a European tour that's about to happen. Keep checking for dates on that. We'll be posting on it. We'd love to have Ida on our show. We'd have to get our times lined up because right now while we're recording, she's sleeping. So we'll have to get it going on. <laughs> yeah, she's in Europe, so that's yeah. a little bit of a time difference. But, hey, we'll make it work just like we're going to be having all the interviews going on. But right now, we're going to be dropping Heart of Stone by Ida. Give it a listen here on the Dr. Funk Podcast. It's the jam. i 
digging that so much. That's Ida Nielsen with Heart of Stone. Grooving it on a Dr. Funk podcast. Speaking of hearts, stones, whatever, engagement rings, Misty Copeland got married over the weekend to her longtime boyfriend, Olu Evans. Olu Evans, she married. Now, keep in mind, about a... Five, six years ago, our boy Prince was trying to holler at Misty. <laughs> you know, had her dance at the Welcome to America shows in New York and uh, the Lopez show. And he uh, wrote a couple of songs inspired by Misty that I really liked. Do, uh, do we know those songs? Yeah. Oh. One kind of like was like a little bit of an inspiration from Bria slash Misty, Gingerbread Man, which is so funny because like. Um, a friend of mine, not going to mention her name, from Minneapolis, she found out that Gingerbread Man was a special um, thing at Sephora that came out and kind of like the description of what what the scent was is what Prince actually incorporated into the lyrics of the song, which were kind of cool. Wait, so Gingerbread, gingerbread, gingerbread Man was Man. never released, was it? Nope. Oh. But he, did, he did do a little bit in L.A., but then he wrote a new song called you will be oh we know that yeah okay and the lyrics from this song was like you and me baby i like cookies without the milk and then he had another line that said you know basically me and him i can picture the outcome his income versus mine oh and it's just a matter of time that you will be you will be you will be with me that was a debut at the forum run 2011 amazing then he did a version with Andy called You Will Be, and we'll probably play that next week. Um, I love that Talk song. about that. And then he gave it to oh. Rita Ora, and it was changed to Pink Champagne was the title. And now Rita is in a fight with Jay-Z, so <laughs> that track may never get out. But, uh, you know, Misty, we put up on the site, beautiful rendition, the beautiful ones. I know Maite... Was a little bit upset about that because basically it was her routine that she did with him the beautiful ones in 1993 and here's misty using it um but much love to misty misty has just been on it man good for her you know just with so much going on in her life you know she was the first black female principal dancer for the american ballet theater in the 75 year history of it she did a great documentary with nelson george um she's been featured on Stephen colbert doing two interviews prince even tweeted those out you know when he was here with us just really 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 cool stuff and um back to the stadium i know that you were kind of wanting to mention this before because you know i'm so hyped for football season <laughs> well, oh, is football coming is es- it coming especially with <laughs> you know i can't look forward to any prince concerts anymore mm-hmm. so yeah football is coming we're getting it going on. We have a preseason game coming up, and we hear this is going on. We have no audio of it, but it's really cool. Like, you know how, like, Peyton Manning, before he hikes the ball, trying to get someone off sides, does a few Omaha's, Omaha's. And then you got uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, the brother of the Bachelor winner. <laughs> That's what Darren Rodgers is going to be known for now. Yeah, right. There you go, the first Bachelorette mention on the Dr. Funk podcast. And hopefully the last. <laughs> well, the season's over. Bachelors in Paradise is coming Well, up. just, I mean, oh, wait, oh, forever. I'm, I'm getting sidetracked. I mean, because, I don't know, dude. It just, it's a whole mentality for men and for women. And then the women think it's okay to be messing around with multiple men and not be a hoe. And men, you are hoes too, The Bachelor, when you're doing that stuff. I never watched that crap. But anyway. Not to get sidetracked with it, because I got sidetracked. You have Aaron Rodgers who says, sometimes says Green 19, and I thought he was saying 319, but it's actually Green 19. 319 sounded better. But now we got Terry, Teddy Bridgewater, who is one kick away from making it to the NFC Championship and probably getting to the Super Bowl with the team that they had, Teddy Bridgewater, Rookie quarterback last year of the Minnesota Vikings. No longer a rookie. Now, what's he saying at the line? A little Prince tribute for the Minnesota Vikings. Their purple outfits. Purple rain. Purple rain. I love it. Before they get to hike the ball. 
So we're going to hear like 80 Purple Rains. No, probably more than that per game. I hope. Hundreds. That's I hope. cool. I think it's awesome. I think it's a great tribute. Look, dude, like it's etched in my brain. You know, Prince Prince liked his hometown teams. He was kind of like Fairweather fan. Sorry, man. You know it's true. Just sucks for me. I'm a big Dallas Cat Dallas Cowboys fan. And my memory is just stuck in there that we were getting our the Cowboys were getting their butts handed to him in a 2010 playoff matchup against the Vikings, where we kind of owned Brett Favre his entire career. He never won a game in Texas Stadium. We had to travel to Minnesota. We beat him in Green Bay multiple times. Here we were playing him in Minnesota. And they were whooping the Cowboys. And then who they showed towards the end of the game, like I was already feeling like crap. There's Prince in his box just overlooking the game. Just chilling. That was just like the ultimate rub, ultimate salt in the <laughs> wound, man. But I hope that they keep this, you know, maybe they'll throw in cool. bad dance or something. But hopefully they'll keep the little call uh, for Purple Rain yeah. inside there for Teddy Bridgewater and his Minnesota Vikings and Adrian Peterson. Yeah, be it'll be cool. interesting to see what else the Vikings do uh, for as a tribute to Prince. You know, they got to do something. Right. And other things that kind of going on right now. Oh, you know what? Real quick uh-huh. uh, related because, you know, I'm more I'm more of the hockey fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Minnesota Wild. They're trying to get the team to change their goal scoring celebration song to Let's Go Crazy. OK, ever Which since is cool. Minnesota Wild came around. Yeah, I don't understand why wasn't days of wild used or get wild or maybe because they weren't huge hits oh man days <laughs> of cares? wild make it a hit Look, right the oakland athletics their 2004 run into the playoffs what what do they use every time they won a game especially if it was a and they had a lot of that that year come from behind win by the ninth walk off home run walk off win they played life of the party did they really? Yeah. See, not a huge hit, I but it became their anthem. Oh, wow. So why can't Days of Wild be used? Right. You know, that the Montreal version, you know, or do something that, that's a clean version that just sounds awesome. Yeah. That's all. Um, just to touch base on some rock and roll legends now, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, they have 13, 13 number one songs on alternative radio now. It's just. That's unreal ridiculous i mean look they've been around for a while they are legends you know probably foo fires is kind of challenging for for some stuff but let's like let's let's mention some of their hit songs that they've had these 13 number ones it all started with uh give it away in 1991 the 99 man you mean to tell me okay hold on they had to have had under the bridge right that had to be number one as well yeah. I guess these are some of the number ones. Give it away. Soul to squeeze. My friends. Scar tissue in 1999, which was like their big comeback. 2000's other side in Californication. Those are awesome songs. Yep. 2002's by the way and can't stop. I guess I kind of fell off around then. 2006 Danny California. I know that one. Yep. That was That's a huge song. hit too. And that spent 14 weeks at number one. It is one of the few songs in the history of Billboard's alternative chart to debut in the top spot. Interesting. You have Tell Me Baby, Snow OO, 2011's The Adventures of Rain Dance Maggie, and now with their last one, Dark Necessities. I figured it'd be like Nine Inch Nails or Foo Fires that would have this record. You know, it's a longevity thing. It, it's kind of cool. I mean, they may not be selling like they used to, but they're still kind of cool, man. Well, they're one of those groups that you just don't hear anything about any strife or anything. They're just They're just a great group. And they're just always, they're just cool. Right. You know, they've been around forever and it's just cool that, you know, no drama, no, you know, they're cleaned up. So it's good to see him. Good to see him keep going for sure. Yeah. And then you have the ridiculousness of the Kim and Kanye and Taylor Swift beef that just continues. And see, Taylor just always played the victim on everything. And this time she kind of is the victim, but because... So what's the deal? What's the beef? I, I'm not up on my this. It's Twitter, ongoing. Twitter you know, beats. it's just a line that he had in his song about, you know, I think she still wants to sleep with me, blah, blah, blah. I made that bitch famous. And apparently she didn't have a trouble with the line of sleeping with her. 
she had a trouble with the line, bitch being famous. And a lot of women are like, well, what's the difference? You're going to sleep with someone over that, but not over the word bitch. Like, Who, I'm sorry, which one was mad, Taylor or Kim? Taylor was mad. Kim recorded the entire conversation when it first happened over a year ago. And then she put it up on her Snapchat without the bitch line. But she put up the whole conversation 10 seconds at a time. Oh, Lord. You had Rick Rubin in the back. You had Kanye on the phone like, yeah, yeah, I want to give you a heads up. And she's like, oh, you're so sweet. Thank you for doing that. And then the problem is, is that Taylor ran out of what was me cards. So this time no one's really feeling sorry for her. I mean, all these times like, you know, she 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 wrote a song called Dear John and kind of like about a relationship with someone that was older than her and took advantage of her. John Mayer? Exactly. So he didn't take too kind to it. And he kind of went on Ellen and talked about it. And then she's like, well, I didn't tell anyone who it was. And he was like, come on, Taylor, (laughs) don't be stupid. (laughs) And then this is where Katy Perry and Taylor Swift were friends. And then Katy started seeing John seriously for a while. So Taylor took a few digs at Katy. The song Bad Blood is about Katy Perry. And Katie told her, if you want me to play the evil female, I will. Check yourself. Ooh, damn. And then, you know, here's Taylor with her little squad. And now it comes off as bullies instead of female empowerment. You know, and like the, the Beyonce and the Beehive and all that. So what's interesting was, is remember, Justin Bieber used to date Selena Gomez for a long time. They'd break up, get back together. Taylor did not like... Selena Gomez with Justin Bieber. In fact, one time on camera, because MTV, the MTV Video Music Awards, they have all these cameras behind the scenes. And then towards the end of the show, here's Taylor and Selena leaving and then runs into Justin. Justin gives Selena a hug. And Justin's trying to holler at Selena, like, what are you doing later? And you just see Taylor with this look of disgust, like, ugh. You know, and it's all caught on camera. So what happens, you know, (laughs) and we'll get into another thing of it. Justin takes a photo with Kanye and Kim yesterday and someone else puts it up on Snapchat and it goes, what's up, Taylor Swift? Uh. (laughs) Ah, I'm like, I mean, even Justin Bieber's looking hood now with it. And not only that, Taylor, and we're going to close this out for the people that aren't interested in it, but it is interesting. Taylor Swift, this is where it all came about. She was dating Calvin Calvin Harris, the DJ, seriously for a long time. And he couldn't make it to the Met Ball Gala back uh, earlier this year. Todd Tom Hiddleston, uh, Loki from the Avengers movies and Thor. Yep. She kind of had her eye on him. And there was photos kind of seeing it. And then she broke up with Calvin and started seeing Todd. And like within two weeks or three weeks, here he is. Mr. That's going to be the future. James Bond is wearing a shirt that says, I love TS. And I don't think that's standard for transsexuals. I think that stood for Taylor Swift. Um, so Calvin, you know, knowing that Kanye is a mortal enemy of Taylor went to JLo's for a 49th birthday, 47th birthday party a few weeks ago he made sure that his photograph with Kim and Kanye. Taylor is just, she's made a lot of enemies. And I know like a lot of photographers are pissed at her because she does the Prince thing to where she feels that she owns the image and you can't use it without her permission. Oh, so yeah. she goes into that. But that's that little gossip story that no one really cares about but me just because <laughs> I find it interesting and it is music news. And let me just say, dude, 2016 has sucked so hard. Like, I really did feel like it's the end of days and someone else was telling me that, especially with, you know, you got Clinton and Trump both running for president and just how it feels like I'm so looking forward to things in 2017 and uh, birthdays, new beginnings. And we get into that in a minute. But it was announced today that Jimmy Fallon is going to be hosting the Golden Globes January 8th, 2017. I think that's great. Yeah. It just... The after party's gonna be off the hook, of course. The after party would have been played by our homeboy, but um, it should still be really fun. Glad that Jimmy is getting it. 
you know, I guess Ricky Gervais, uh, Gervais passed on it this year, but Fallon works for NBC. Hello. That maybe that means like we'll get a few uh, Tonight Shows out here again in L.A., hopefully. Yeah, totally. You know? That week he'll come out for L.A. That'd be cool. And speaking just 2016 has just been a thing like that's why I said, like I had a birthday bash this weekend. I'm having a birthday celebration all month long. Bay Area, you're next. That's right. We're doing it. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But I just want to cleanse 2016. I want a fresh start. And that's just what I'm doing. And like, look, you guys see that I'm posting it on my site. And uh, it's just funny how many trolls we're getting on the site now and on the fan page that just weren't there before that are just started posting and becoming fans since August 1st. Well, there's no bad publicity, right? So right. As long them. as they're talking about you, that's bring all them. that matters. Bring it on. I just it's don't funny. like how slow my website is. So any website designers out there or people that know themes, let me know. We want to take it to the next level. Like, look, I need a time away from the site. I a few things distract me, which were positive distractions. Um, we're back up on it. You know, same with the podcast, same with how I am on social media and active. We're just trying to take it to the whole another level with things but i'd love to have your guys's help and input uh we just got to get it to the next level plain and simple i don't know how you feel about it chris but you know i always felt that i broke news items just not prints not only print stuff you know um but we just need that voice out there because sometimes the kim the kanye the taylor it is interesting, but you kind of need that little bit of a spin on it because you're kind of looking at it through other media like, ah, oh, great. This is what's on Entertainment Tonight tonight? Really? Anyway. Yeah, and no, hey, you know, you've been around for a while now. I mean, it's been, gosh, how many uh, Forever. Not that Do long. It, no, well, as far as I'm concerned. Still but you know what? faced Usually whenever you put something out, it's because it's – you know, it's true or right. it's something that, you know, you're not just making stuff up. So, and I know speaking from the fans perspective, I know there's lots of people that appreciate you and, and they like to just hear your point of view and your spin on things. Cause you did have a unique perspective mm -hmm. from a fan's point of view. You know, you're kind of that in between that go between, you know, as that kind of no name reporter slash fan. So, mm -hmm. you know, you do, I think you do have a lot to offer. You still have a ton to offer. Right. You know, and I know we're going to keep getting it. And that's why the podcast, you want to keep it going and want to make it bigger. You know, it, it's, and it's just cover get all better. aspects of right. music in all aspects. Just yeah. Just like with the website, but it's just like, you know, you hear from people, former band members that we're discussing last week. They're like, you know, I'll talk with you because he respected you and all this stuff. I guess a lot of these new fans, I know there's a new Mimi going around with the Robert Downey Jr. thing that just said, uh, great. Now everyone's a Prince expert. I like, look, posting back on the site and seeing the fan page stuff all these new people that just have become fans over the past few months i'm like that mimi is 100 percent right the thing is is that you guys may not know but prince trusted me to handle stuff in the right way there's certain stuff that we put out there that needs to be put out there and that's all i'm going to say on it um there's other things just going on we always let you know whether what's rumor what's fact what's going on just how it is you may have a problem with it but he didn't have a problem with it. And the other people that were closest to him, lawyers, managers, and whatnot, they're still retweeting me. They're still liking my stuff on social media. So let you know that these people that are around and knew what was going on as well know where I'm coming from on stuff. So you can um, hate on me all you like, but there's a reason why I was trusted it's the reason why I did this stuff, and I'm very thankful. I'm very grateful for it. You can be jealous of me all you want. That's okay. The main thing is is that everything I do, I do for him. You can try to put a spin on it and talk about it negatively. I don't care. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. You know? You do you, Jay. That's what we want. And then that girl over there, I'm going to do her later. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just speaking of birthday celebrations, the next one that we're going to do is uh in the bay area this weekend and we're going to be doing something probably for andy's august 9th show i'm going to keep it going i'm going to be what leos are supposed to be and i'm not really not not really about i'm gonna make it all about me and, and be a little bit arrogant just because gotta make stuff happen and i just want to leave this bad year behind and make new beginnings well let's just, start it from here on out right absolutely absolutely yes. 
Yeah, We're I can't, gonna, can't wait to go party up in the Bay this weekend. That's going to be awesome. Yes. Hopefully you're listening to this before it happens, but right. uh, it's going to be great. Boat party. It's, it's going to be it's funky. A, it's a Prince fan event. Great you know. group of people up there. They See? did a great job with Sign of the Times. That was an amazing party we were up there. Amazing. So we're coming back. Had a lot of fun. That's right. Had a pretty girl to make out with. We'll see if that oh. happens. Uh, sorry. Ho- hopefully no fans <laughs> got offended. Hopefully I'll be making out with someone at the boat party and who knows about the after party. We'll take it from there. Why are you staring at me like that? I'm not. I'm, you know, <laughs> and what's funny is, is I'm not even looking at you. <laughs> yeah. I think you got your own room and I'm going to let you do your own thing and I'm going to do my own thing like I always do. I'll That's see you at it. the airport. Peace. Yeah. We're, we're, we're flying out together. We'll, we'll get a ride together. We'll check in together. We'll high five. I'll see you next night at the boat party. <laughs> high five afterwards. See you at the airport. That's just how it's going to go. Um, that's it. It's been a funky show. All these fan events. Hope you guys have as much fun as we do. Wait, one more thing. Mm-hmm. How were the tacos at the barbecue last weekend? Oh, the chef was kind of killer on that. Good job. <laughs> yeah, we had a nice little bump squad barbecue. I had for, a drink for you these... and Diana. That was Deanna. so Deanna. Excuse me, I'm sorry, Deanna. And bringing it full circle, uh, what was she wearing at her? It was a joint birthday party for you too. What was she rocking? That was just awesome. A Minnesota Vikings Prince jersey. Oh, that was awesome. There you Custom go. Custom jersey. With the Prince symbol, and it said Prince on the back instead of a number. It was yeah. awesome. But yeah, that was a fun party. It, it was, was cool. It was going on. The tacos, man. I had to drink these two large things of Fiji. They're like 1.5 liter. And then um, two of them. And then I had to take a ride home with you. And I had to kind of knock out a little bit so I wouldn't have to feel like I had a piss in the middle of it so bad <laughs> it was a late night it was a blast though that was fun you gotta drink that water man if you're gonna be eating stuff like <laughs> even with the salt. tortillas man you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta get that diabetes under control and that's another thing with you guys i'm a diabetic you gotta be all over that giving you updates just how it is um it's a killer people just don't get it it leads to heart disease and so many other things so yep get up on it Hey, one other thing I wanted to talk about too. I know it the uh, the panel uh, the panel discussion for right. the Purple Rain screening. It's kind of, it's sold, sold out, out already, unfortunately. So we're just teasing people by talking about it. But yeah, or we're telling the people that are going. Hey, we got one more thing to be excited about. Right, but you know we'll we'll have Jerome on the show. I'm not really. I, I look forward to talking with this person, and hopefully developing a, a friendship with her. Jill Jones is going to be at the. Um, panel now along with Albert Magnolia and Jerome Benton, which is awesome. And I think the that's costume cool. designer. Yeah, I think she can have a lot of insight because she was, you know, in the background a lot. You know, she was in a lot of the key scenes, obviously. Not only with Purple Rain, but you know, one of Prince's greatest B sides of all time, "She's Always in My Hair," was inspired by Jill Jones. What? I did yeah. not know that. Wow. So we got to get Jill on to talk about that. A few mm-hmm. other things, just. She she knows so much, not just only about Purple Rain stuff. I mean, look, Graffiti Bridge and how her role was going to be bigger. And then the role that was going to be for Madonna and her were kind of combined. And then her role was smaller in, just like Purple Rain. But Jill was around for a lot of stuff, you know. That's true, yeah. She was in, you know, the videos for the 1999 album. So The yeah. automatic video. Yes. Mm. Mm-mm. Good lord. <laughs> anyway, have mercy. Sorry, I kind of got a sidetrack, but hey, it's okay. It just shows we're going to be having months and months and months of good material to keep you guys entertained. Thank you guys so much for joining the ride with us. We're going to keep it going. We're going to keep it funky. We want all of you to get on the boat with us, just like we're going to be doing this weekend with the Bay Area. So we're going to close it out with a funky version off of Princess 3121 album. Here is Get on the Boat. Till next time, much love. Keep it funky. Set somebody free Get on the boat
Come out into the light. That's right. Will we love each other? 